Welcome to the Hacking Happy Podcast, a podcast designed to arm you with the tools and experiments that enable you to define happiness on your terms and inject more of it into each day. I'm your host, Penny Lacasso. I'm the world's first happiness hacker, and I have a bold mission, a mission to teach 10 million humans how to realize happiness on their terms by 2025. So if you're ready to ignite your self-belief and eject more of what makes you feel good into each day, let's get started. Hello, my beautiful happiness hackers, and welcome to episode 41 of the Hacking Happy podcast. We're in our 40s. It's exciting. And so I thought I would hit you up this week with a very topical subject at the moment. The number one reason clients contact me is because their people are overwhelmed. Their plates are completely full and their brains are struggling to recharge because every minute of every day is jam-packed because we have become extremely good at saying yes to things, especially now that many of us are working from home. We feel like we've got perhaps a little bit more space because we're not commuting and things like that from a work perspective. So people find they're taking on more. Um, There's not as much to do for those of us who are in lockdown. So again, people are taking on more work and they're just not saying no. So clients are asking me to teach people how to say no, no with meaning, no with intention, no to the things that will not have the impact and come at the expense of the things that truly will. So that's where we're going to play today. I'm going to share with you an extract of my book, Hacking Happiness, that speaks to this exact topic. So let me start with a question. When was the last time you said yes to something you didn't want to? For many people I meet, unfortunately, this is a daily practice, a practice that affects our happiness and our ability to live the life we want. And yet why do we do this? Well, I can speak for myself on this front because I have suffered from people-pleaser syndrome for years and I'm slowly skilling in the art of more no. Why? Because I have experienced firsthand how saying no more often creates the space for me to realise my dreams quicker and have a greater impact in my work and on the lives of others. Here's the thing, every yes you give away unconsciously and without due consideration is like adding bricks to an invisible wall between you and your aspirations. Learning to love saying no and using it effectively is a superpower that frees up your time and enables you to move from activity that, to be honest, is underpinned with destructive behaviours to activity that is connected into deliberate, intentional behaviours. And what I mean by destructive behaviours, these are the behaviours, like I mentioned earlier, where we don't even realise it. By saying yes to everything, they fast track us to burnout, to overwhelm, to anxiety, to not feeling good enough. That is the sort of behaviour or the ramifications of behaviour that enables this feeling of overwhelm of being in a constant state of your brain worrying. Now, I'm not suggesting you say no to everything. We all know that there are some things we may not like to do that we have to do. That is life. I'm here to challenge you to consider where you could start to experiment with using no more often. Where are you giving yeses too freely and to the detriment of your focus around the things that truly 
light you up. Practicing your no means that you will have to accept that you will let people down, albeit with kindness. That is the reality of using the no that we're going to play with more often. People pleasing is exhausting and time consuming. And in my experience, often comes at the expense of our own happiness. It's like the oxygen mask rule on planes. You have to apply your own first before you can help others. Happiness is the same. You have to focus on your own happiness first before you can actually make others happy. Learning to love a no starts with getting clear on what we will say no to and why. We want to learn how to be wise with our time, how to create a practice that enables us to be confident in our delivery of a no when an opportunity does not fit with where we want to focus our energy for longer-term happiness, growth, and potential. This is where the no selection criteria come in. Simply put, it's a really short set of criteria or questions that you create for yourself that must be met in order for you to say yes to an opportunity. When we are clear on what we want, it enables us to be clear and confident on what action we take. The no selection criteria are intended to make the delivery of a no a little easier because it acts in support of creating the space for higher impact, higher value activities. If an opportunity doesn't tick the boxes of your no selection criteria, you gift yourself permission to practice the delivery of your no. Now, not all no's will land as you expect, but the more you practice, the easier it gets. Here's an example of my no selection criteria to give you a feel for what I'm talking about. So when opportunity presents, I ask myself, does it positively impact the lives of others and have the potential to elevate happiness? Does it enable skill building in intentional adaptability for those who are impacted and equally for myself? Will it enable me to spend quality time with my son? Will it be fun? And will the people that I get to work with be people that I actually want to work with? Will it involve human connection, something I'm hugely passionate about at the moment? And will it make my business more sustainable to provide access to new growth opportunities? So if the answer isn't yes to at least three of these criteria, then it's a no from me. Hey, I thought I might just press pause briefly and ask you a question. Are you a leader with a deep-seated passion for developing adaptable people who thrive both in and out of work? But do you have a team that is busy, burnt out and overwhelmed by uncertainty? If the answer is a massive hell to the yes, why not bring a little hacking happy into your workplace? Check out my new range of keynotes and programs that can help you amplify the potential and most importantly, the happiness of your people. Go to hackinghappy.co to find out more. And now back to the podcast. The important thing to remember is that creating the space to focus is all about trade-offs. Every yes you give to someone else could very well be a no to you and your happiness. So how do you practice this no? Well, as you practice saying no, you will start to discover this two-letter word is damn hard to deliver. 
We all want to be liked and don't enjoy letting other people down. But learning to be effective at delivering a no and doing it with kindness and confidence can not only garner respect, but also equally inspire those around you to do the same. If you are a team leader, this is an excellent practice if you want your team to start learning how to say no to things that are not highly impactful. So starting is the hardest part. And like with anything new, it's the practice, the discipline to practice that enables the skill to be built. You will feel more comfortable with your no over time the more you practice it. So how do you deliver an intentional no and do your best not to piss people off or look like pain in the butt? Well, here is my simple five steps, okay? Step number one, acknowledge. Start with acknowledging the person's request. Show them you've listened to what they've said. They have been heard. And a good example of this is, I understand that you are asking me to do X. Paraphrase what you heard them say and ask them to confirm that your understanding is correct and if it's not, could they clarify it? Number two, own it. Be honest in your response. For example, I might say something like, I'm on a quest to achieve X. So my quest is to achieve the impact of 10 million lives by the year 2025. In the realm of happiness and building skill and intentional adaptability, which means I need to be single-minded in my focus to create the space to realise the impact I seek. Unfortunately, this opportunity is not a fit with my priorities at this point in time, but thank you for considering me. Now, I understand my situation might be different to yours because I'm an entrepreneur and I have my own business, but trust me, it's equally hard to say no, especially when there's money on the table for a piece of work. But... If you are saying no to someone you work for rather than someone who would like you to work for them because you have too much on your plate, you might want to try this. And I used to do this with my boss in the corporate world all the time and it was damn effective. I would say these are the top three priorities I am focusing on at the moment. And if you don't know what your top three priorities are, here is your opportunity to get clear on that before you have this conversation. Knowing what they are will serve you in so many ways. If you feel this is a higher priority, can you please advise which of the other three priorities you would like me to put on the back burner to create the space for this new request? Now, while this is not a direct no, it demonstrates you can prioritise and puts your boss in a position to decide what is most important, what is most impactful for the business at that point in time. It also helps you clarify your priorities and enables you to be confident in a very difficult conversation, which is just another skill, another useful skill. If you continually don't like the priorities agreed and it's affecting your happiness, then you have a bigger decision to make, my friend. So if you're saying no because you feel ethically or morally compromised, well, that's another different thing, right? So this is really in the space of what you're being asked to do is something that you feel is not right. I want to challenge you to consider stepping into your vulnerability and putting your why on the table. For example, I'm not comfortable accepting this request because I feel it is not aligned with my values, which are X, Y, and Z. And this is why. This is a powerful way to demonstrate what you believe in, which can often connect with others in unexpected ways. 
So there's your first two steps, acknowledge and own it. And I've given you a couple of different examples depending on what your situation might be. Step number three, say no. As simple as that, say no. Plain and simple, state it. Remember the language you use will determine your ability to make change and this is a lived example. So here's how this might unfold. Therefore, at this point in time, I will need to say no or I will have to decline your offer or I can't commit to that right now. That's as simple as it needs to be. Be firm, be polite in your words but be sharp and concise so that it's clear. Step number four, consider connecting. Now, this point is really important. Always consider how else you might be able to help this person. Is there someone you can connect them to that may be able to help them? Is there a resource you're aware of that might be able to assist them in whatever it is that they need to do? If there is, then tell them or connect them to that person. I do this all the time and people are extremely grateful. Number five, don't apologize. Be unapologetic in your delivery of a no. You don't need to state you're not apologizing, but too often I hear people apologize for their no. And here's the thing, you don't need to be sorry for giving yourself permission to focus on what matters to you. You should be doing the complete opposite and high-fiving yourself. So be firm but kind in your language and confident in your no. Trust me, every no you deliver moves you closer to where you want to be and makes the next no a little bit easier. Now I'm going to pop some notes in the show notes. One will be a link to a blog that I wrote a little while back that gives you a lot more detail around how to say a no and these steps if you want to refer back to them. I'm also going to pop in a link to my book, Hacking Happiness, that this piece is a direct extract from and just gives you a taste of what the book is about. The book is basically designed to teach you how to make change that is intentional and meaningful in a way that matters to you in bite-sized pieces, like you've just absorbed step-by-step simple and clear, really practical stuff with experiments you can use to start to practice and play with making these changes. Have a beautiful rest of the week, my fabulous humans, and I can't wait to be back with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Hacking Happy podcast. If there was something that ignited a flame or sparked a thought within you from this conversation, please take a screenshot and share it on your preferred social media platform. Feel free to tag me in Hacking Happy Co or Penny Lacalso. Reviews are so important to reaching my goal of making 10 million beautiful humans just like yourself happier. So if you enjoyed your listen, please take a moment, leave a review and a rating on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until the next episode, remember, happiness looks good on you. Bye for now.